50. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I run New York. I get it. Hey, 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 what's going on, guys? How are you guys doing out there? You are now listening to another YFYI podcast. I am your host, Sonny D. Hopefully, you're doing well. Hopefully, things are going good for you. Hopefully, you're having an amazing end of March. Can you believe it, guys? We are already through with March And this is going to be the last podcast of March 2018. So I hope you guys are ready. Hope you're ready. Get your seatbelts on. Get your minds ready. Because I've got some stuff to share with you today. For starters, for starters, I need to know, I need to know, have you given all your first quarter of the year? Have you given it your all in your first quarter of the year? Because we got to talk about first quarter in review. You know, first quarter in review is something that I do with my team. And I think something that you should do with yourself. You should do it with yourself. You should do it, you know, if you have a team, if you're building a company, if you're building a business, you should do it with your team. And that's what we're going to talk about today on the YFYI podcast. So welcome back if you're a repeat listener. And if you're not a repeat listener, if this is your first time on the YFYI podcast, welcome to the show. Welcome to the YFYI podcast where I come to you each and every week to share with you insights, give you business tips, give you techniques, give you tactics, give you real-time updates on what's going on, what I'm experiencing as a business owner, as a business builder in this wonderful world of beauty, the business of beauty as I like to call it, or the Bob. When you think about the business of beauty, a lot of us as artists, the reason I wrote this book, YFYI, the reason I wrote this book, YFYI, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive in the business of beauty, because a lot of us stylists out there, you know, I'm a stylist first and foremost, I'm a stylist, but a lot of us stylists out there, as a stylist, we get so caught in the art trap as a stylist we get we're so passionate about the art that sometimes we forget that there's a business that goes along with this art and so the yfyi podcast the yfyi book is to bring it back to perspective bring it maybe in the light because sometimes the business might not be in the light at all and no matter where i go i talk to people i meet with people everybody wants to do better and our industry, the hairdressing community, we're givers, we give, we give, we give. You know, we spend the majority of our time, the majority of our life really focusing on bringing value, focusing on, you know, adding adding value to people's lives. That's what we do. You know, yes, we have an obligation, you know, to the cosmetology board of whatever city you're in, whatever country you're in, whatever state you're in. Yes, we've got all that going on. But the other thing that we have is we also have an obligation to ourselves to make sure we get what we need out of this industry. 
the reason you went to beauty school, the reason you started doing hair, the reason you may have started your salon or started building your clientele. You got to make sure that you guys, that we as hairdressers, as hairstylists, get what we need out of this industry as well. And so when I wrote YFYI, the book, really it was a, it was a message to myself if I could go back to myself in beauty school and talk to myself and say, hey, think about these things. You know, because I was so focused on just the art, just the art, being the best hair cutter I could be that, you know, I, I wasn't hitting the goals. I wasn't hitting the targets. I wasn't even, I didn't even know really that I was like a business owner, even when I worked in a salon, even when I was working in a salon, I wasn't thinking like a business owner. I didn't know I was a business owner, but even in a salon, even when you are working in a salon, you might be working right now and thinking the same thing like i'm not a business owner like how am i a business owner i don't i don't know uh, i don't have a business and just because your name may not be on the lease your name may not be on all the bills even if you're working in a salon you are a small business you're a business within a business so on the podcast i like to talk about those kind of topics and help bring us as artists into the realm of business because Ultimately, you're trying to build this, you're trying to make money, you're trying to have a lifestyle, then you got to get your head around it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You might want to punt it. You might think, well, I don't really need to know that or I'll learn it when the time comes. That's not how it works, my friends. So I really want to talk about the quarterly review today and I want to go over a lot of the things like when I look at a quarterly review, when I'm talking about a quarterly review, what are some of the things that I focus on? during a quarterly review. What are some of the things that I talk about with my team during a quarterly review? Because those are the things that I think every one of us could use. So during a quarterly review, which right now being that we're at the end of March, this is the perfect time to do a quarterly review, what are some of the key things that you want to get in check so you can set targets, set goals, and get ready to take on this next quarter. Because if you're thinking quarterly review, then you're thinking about your business. You're thinking about you know, your, your career. You're thinking about your year more in the terms of a ongoing building process. You know, Think about a checkup, right? Especially in your business, when you think about a checkup, you don't want to just do a checkup on, especially if you're new, and a lot of us, you know, we're new, a lot of us are just getting started, a lot of us are just getting started building this business. So if you're new, you don't want to do a checkup once a year on your business. You don't want to do a checkup once a year. If you have a newborn baby, you're not going to want to check it once a year. You're going to want to check it as many, as many times as you want. You talk to that doctor, you ask that, you know, that doctor, how often do you need to see a newborn? They're going to, they're going to want to see that newborn like all the time. They're going to want to see that newborn like maybe even in the very beginning, it could even be like once a week. They might want to see that newborn, you know, once a week, Depending on the condition of the baby, they might want to see the baby more than once a week. They might want to see that baby twice a week. So you got to think about that. You know, when you're just getting started with your business. So what do I look at? 
when I'm doing a quarterly checkup, when I'm doing a quarterly review, what numbers, what metrics do I look at? That's what we're going to focus on today. So I hope you guys are ready. I'm super excited. And the YFY podcast is in full tilt. So first and foremost, how what makes a quarter, right? Let's start there. Let's start with some of the basics. What makes a quarter? A quarter, if you're looking at a calendar year, January to February, we're talking about a quarter. A quarter is going to be three months, right? Basically, you're looking at a quarter, like think 25%, think 25, you know, cents, right? A dollar is your whole piece, you know, a quarter. And in a year, so if you got January to December, so each quarter. Now, if you're tracking whatever, okay, if you guys are just getting started, maybe you're like, you know what, I've never really done this before. I'm going to start my quarter now. So you could start, say, April 1st becomes your year. So you're going to go April to April, you know, April really through the end of uh, March. So you're going to track the next 12 months. Three months, the next three months is going to be a quarter. If you're going to go back from January, you know, so you got January, February, March, that's end of quarter one, or as I refer to it as Q1. You'll hear me refer to it as Q1. Then you've got Q2, you've got April, May, and June. Then you've got Q3, you got July, August, and September. And then you've got Q4, you've got October, November, December. And each quarter, things that I'm looking at are, are focuses. So some of the key things that I want to talk about as a focus, right? Guest that you have in your chair, clients that you have in your chair. How many, how many did you have? Let's start, we're going to start macro at the big number. How many clients did you see in the last three months? If you're taking notes, write that down. If you're driving in your car, listen to this later and write it down. But you need to know that number. You as a, if you, you as a business owner, remember you're a small business, even if you're working in someone else's salon, you need to know that number. How many clients did you see in the last three months? And, and if you have no clue, if you have no clue, then that's your first assignment. Figure out how many clients did I see in the last three months. Now, what do I do with that number? Number one, I need to know the number. Number two, I can then use this, like we're going to use all of these numbers to then set, set a, a benchmark or set a goal or a target for the next quarter. So I want to know that number. That's the first thing I want to know. Now, if you're using software, if you've got a computer, that's great. You Maybe you're running a software. The salon you work in runs a software. Like in our salons, we use Millennium software. And some salons, they use other things. I know there's shortcuts out there. There's plenty of good software out there. If you're an individual doing this, you're all on your own. I mean, there's even some lightweight versions. I mean, even Square, the payment processor, they have a a uh, appointment book. They ha You have a guest tracking and marketing tool. It's great for independent you know, single operator setups, but you need to know that number. If you're doing it old school, you know, even if you're tracking it on paper, that's fine too. There you go. What is your number? How many clients did you see in the last quarter? So that's the first number you're going to want to know. Now, staying on the client column or the, as we call them in our salon, we call them guests, staying on that column out of the number. Say in the last quarter, you know, you saw, give you a roundabout number, just say you saw 240. Say you saw 240 people. Now, out of that number, the next question, 
or the next metric that you're going to want to have readily available is how many of those 240, how many of those 240 were new clients or guests? How many of those 240 were new? So that's going to be a whole separate number. Now what I'm looking for, when I have, when I have those numbers, I'm looking for in every grouping or in every set, we'll say, out of 240, if that was the number that I had, and I'm going to do some math real quick. Just pull up your calculator if you're following along, or you can always do this later. So out of 240, I want to see at least 20% of that. So what's 20% of 240? It's 48. I want to see at least 20% of those new people, or of those, those total people, I should say, the 240, be new people. So how many of your people that you saw in the last three months were new? Then figure out what that percentage is. So say you had 240. And then, you know, say 20 of those were new. So if you then take 20 of those were new, then you'll know where you're at in your percentage. So you're going to be coming in if, you know, 20, 240... 20% is 48 people, then you're going to be a little less than 10% on that. How you can figure that out, whatever the number of new people are, say it was 20, you can divide that by your big number of 240 and you'll get a bunch of decimals. So in this case, it's going to be like 0.08 and then you just have to move the decimal point over two times, right? So when you move that over two times, that's going to put you at like 8%, 8.3%. So that's going to be that's going to give you an indication of how many were new. So just take the small number. In that case it was 20 divided by the big number. Boom. Equals move your decimal point over two times. So then you'll know you're on 8%. 20% is the sign why 20% it's the sign of a healthy budding and growing business. Now any number that's positive like Zero or above, I mean, actually one or above, I should say, is good. But if you're trying to look at a growing, budding business, you want to see at least 20% of the guests that you see be new. Now, if you want to take, that's a quarter. This is quarterly review. But you can even take a week. Say you saw 20, you know, 20 guests in a week. Then it's easy. Four. You want to see at least four new people in that week. Now, here is the next last part on the client column. So number one, you want to know how many are new. Number two, you want to know, actually, sorry. Number one, you want to know how many you had. Number two, you want to know how many are new, 20% growing, budding business. And then number three, how many of those were new, not only to you, but were new and they specifically requested to come see you? Now, obviously, if you're an independent operator, it's probably going to be everyone, right? Unless they, you know, wherever you're at, they have walk-ins. But if you're in a salon, how many of those new? So going back to our example, so we had 240. Then we had 20% was the target. So say we did hit that 20%. That was 48 people. And then how many of those new people were also requests? Now, in a business, like in my business, the way that I look at it when I work with my team, I look at it as a 50-50 relationship. So if my team is seeing 
you know, 48 new people, then I, as the business owner, based on marketing, our budget, the location, having the salon looking right, I want to see at least half of that production come from the salon's reputation building, and I want to see the other half of that production come from the stylist's reputation building. So that 50-50 relationship. Now, if you find yourself, when you look at your 48 people, and you're not seeing, what's that, 24? They didn't come from you. You're, you're not even seeing 20. You're not even seeing 15. You're seeing 10. What you're, what you're seeing, and the business owner is also seeing it too, if they're a business owner and they're paying attention to their business, is that you're heavily reliant just on the salon's reputation. Now, what do you do in a situation like that? You need to get out there and market yourself. One of two things is going on. You're not marketing yourself. The salon's building your entire business. Or, or no one's referring you people, meaning you might need to take a look at your hands, what your, the kind of work, the quality of the work that you're putting out there. Because if you're putting out the right kind of work, you're putting out your business cards, you're marketing yourself, you're using the tools that are available, Instagram, so on and so forth, then you should be seeing you know, at least 30, 40, 50% of those people, they should be coming in specifically looking for you. Now that's reputation. Building on your reputation is everything. You know, and so that's something to look at. So that's the client tab. So in a quarter, look back. That's one of the main metrics that we're going to check. A couple more. The next metric that I want to check in the quarter, obviously I'm looking at the overall volume. So what is the whole, vo what is the total volume that you did? You know, so then in that column, you're going to have two categories, right? You're going to have service and you're going to have products. What is the volume you did total? And then what is the volume you did in service? What is the volume you did in products? Now say in this example, we're just going to say you did, you know, we're going to say you did $12,000 in the quarter, right? Say you did $12,000 in the quarter. What you want to see, and this is going to be, this ratio will come back and back and you'll hear this come up a few times. What you want to see, what I'm looking for, what I'm shooting as a target for, you know, my stylist is a ratio called, we call it 80-20, so if you did, you know, $12,000 in that quarter, 80% of that being service, that's $9,600 in service. And then the other rest of it, the remainder of it is going to be your retail. So that's going to be $2,400 in retail. So 80-20. So look at your total volume. What percentage of that is service? What percentage of that is retail? Now, why do you want to have 80-20? case think about this if you have 20 percent of your business coming from the sale of products a few things are happening there number one if you work in a salon you're helping that salon be profitable and if a salon's not profitable they won't be in business very long unless they have a, a large bank account that can you know uh, subsidize them then eventually they go away so if you like working at that salon then make sure you're recommending product now that's great and all, but why recommended product? Because you're also taking that product, putting it in that guest hands, letting them take it home with it. Every time they're using that product, what are they doing? They're connecting back to you, the hairstylist. They're connecting back to you at the salon. It's a calling card. It's like having a card in their shower with them every single time they pick up a bottle. They're connecting back to you. They're connecting back to the salon. So you want to send them home with a calling card. And of course, the obvious benefits that we know as hairstylists is if I'm sending them home with the appropriate products, then they've got a better chance at their hair looking great, which means they've got a better chance at 
someone stopping them and saying, hey, where do you get your hair done? Which means they've got a better chance at sending you a referral. And they've got a better chance of their hairstyle lasting longer, their color lasting longer. So there's all of the other benefits that are involved with that. So take a look at your number, look at it for the quarter, and see where you're at. If you're real busy, that does you don't get a you know get out of jail free card like you don't have to do this. If you're super busy, then you should be selling a super amount of retail and take home as well. So that's something that I want to look at overall volume and then the breakdown of service to the breakdown in retail. So another metric, there's lots of them, but I'm giving you a few main ones that you want to make sure you're tracking and you know and do this quarterly checkup. You know, you can do it more frequent than a quarter as well. You don't have to wait on a quarter. Our team, we do it daily. We're tracking these numbers every single day. At the end of the day, we're tracking these numbers and we actually do it with a pen and paper. We put pen to paper. And there's a lot of awesome digital ways to do it and technology is great. But there's nothing like when your mind's eye connects your hand and you physically are going through that process of writing those numbers down. So I recommend that you do that. Even if you have you know, you know, know, fancy tools and you could just pull up a report and look at it, write it down, record it in your notebook. There's something magical that happens when you take the physical, the physicality of you putting that pen to that paper and writing your numbers down. There's something you'll see in your mind's eye. And it, and it, it creates, it actually creates that kinetic part of it, just like haircutting. You could watch a haircut, but when you put your hands in motion, what happens? It layers that learning and it ingrains it into your brain. So whatever you can do to get that physicality into your numbers, do that. So that's the next one. So you're looking at your overall volume, you're breaking it down. But you could track it literally, like I said, not only quarterly, you could do it monthly. Think about a casino. When does a casino check their balance sheet? They're looking at their numbers on the hour, on the hour. Because if they don't pay attention to it, that you know, on that kind of frequency, they could get wiped out. They got some big shark coming there. There's somebody sitting there. They're counting cards. If they don't catch that right away, they could get wiped out. They could literally get their get their house cleaned out. So check your numbers as frequently as possible. But this will be your quarterly checkup. So that's the next one. So you got your client or guest list looking at overall, looking at new, looking at new that requested you. Then you've got your Volume, your sales dollars, overall revenue you produced, looking at what's the breakdown of service to the breakdown of take-home, looking for that 80-20 mix. So I'm going to give you a couple more that we pay attention to, right? This will be another one. Rebooking percentage. That's a big one. Rebooking percentage. Out of those, sticking with that 240 that you saw, out of those 240, how many of them left the salon, left your chair, set up their next reservation before they left the property, before they went out the door? That's the question. The number that we're looking for is 80%. That's an ambitious number. It's not an easy number to hit, but it's not an impossible number to hit. If you focus on it and you have some dialogue, you don't let people off the hook. You don't just go up and you say, oh, do you want to rebook your next reservation or do you want to set up your next appointment? As soon as you say that, you might as well just have said nothing at all because you're basically saying if you want to, but it doesn't really matter that much to me if you do or not. So what I'm saying and what my team, what we're trained to say is giving them the date, giving them the time frame. This time, if this time is available, that's the time frame I'm going to recommend. So if they came in at 3 o'clock on a Friday, I know that their haircut needs to be recut 
in five weeks. When I look at the reservation, I look at the calendar, I go to five weeks, I see three o'clock on a Friday is available, and I say to Sue, okay, Sue, I'm going to set up your next haircut, three o'clock, five weeks on that Friday is available, I'll go ahead and set that up for you now, okay? And then she's going to say what she says. She's going to say, okay, that sounds great. She might say, oh, I don't know my schedule. That's a classic one. Easy rebuttal to that. I don't know my schedule. All right, Sue, no worries. What I'll do is I'll go ahead and reserve it for you. And then we're going to give you a phone call at 48 hours in advance. And if anything changes or anything comes up, we can easily move it. I'd rather you have the time reserved now than come the time and not have the time for you. Sound good? And then Sue's going to say yes. We, as the professional, need to do that. When our, our doctors are not like, hey, do you want to come back? Or, hey, you know, maybe you should set up. They tell us when. We leave with a card in hand that has our next appointment on it. That's how we have to act as professionals. The target you're looking for in that column in the rebooking is 80%. Now, here is the, here is the, the, the deal, guys. 80% of your people rebook, there's going to be probably a 10 to 15% that are going to have to move their reservation, maybe a no-call, no-show, something might come up. So if you're in the 80 percentile range, realistically, you're probably more around a 65 to 70. And that means 65 to 70% of your people made that reservation and came back and honored it on the time and date that they made it. What does that really mean? That means the other 30 to 35% are relying or you're relying on the phone. So you've got, imagine if you work in a salon, you got two, three, four, five people and they're all booking at 60, 65%. Now you've got not only your 35%, their 35%, their 35%. Now you got a whole salon. Now you got, you know, a hundred, you know, more than, you know, a hundred percent of new business trying to call in all at the same time and they're trying to call, nobody can get through, they're getting frustrated, next thing you know, boom, they're gone. You don't see them anymore. Hey, what happened to Mary? I don't see her anymore. What happened to Kim? I don't see her. I wonder, you know, and we lose people, you know? It's like all of a sudden people disappear. They didn't die. They just moved on. So think about that. If you're at 80, you're really probably at 65, 70. Trust me, I've tracked this. I've tracked this on individuals. I've looked at the numbers. You know, I have people, oh, yeah, I'm 100%. I book, rebook everybody. You're 100%. But then in six weeks, why are you only 50% booked? The numbers don't lie, guys. And I've done the homework on this. You shoot for 100, you're probably more around 85. Our goal is, our target is 80. So that means people are probably realistically around 65, 70. Because there will be a little attrition. There will be a drop-off rate. Now, the other thing. Last thing on rebooking. Why am I passionate about rebooking? The other thing that happens when you rebook, every time that they come in, that's just another opportunity. That's just another, you know, another opportunity for you to get in front of them. And that, if you think about it, if you're rebooking your guests on a frequency of every six weeks, that means you're going to see them, you're going to see them eight times in a year. It's 8.67, but I mean, we're not going to get crazy on the math. So you're going to, if you're rebooking every six weeks, you're, you're going to, every six weeks, you're going to see them over eight times a year. That means you have all of those opportunities to recommend new products, recommend new services, recommend anything, ask for more referrals. If you don't rebook them, you're going to lose three potentially or four visits a year because they're coming in whenever they think they're ready, which is never going to be when they actually need to come in.
You can believe that. So I want you to think about that. If you take the reins on rebooking, your likelihood of seeing them eight times a year increases. You have more opportunity to ask for referrals, more opportunity to sell more products, more opportunity to recommend new services. It's a marketing machine that you're building. Now, the other thing, last thing on that, really last thing on that, last thing on rebooking, if you can't tell, I'm pretty passionate about this rebooking. Last thing on rebooking, if, if you want to see your guests and you want to see them in four weeks, you want to see them in five weeks, you want to see them in six weeks, then you got to recommend that. What's happening is a lot of people are saying, oh, um, when do I need to get my haircut again? Yeah, four to six weeks. What that's really saying is you have no friggin' clue. And what you're saying to them is four to six weeks. I call that a window. You give them a window, they're going to jump right out of it. You want to give them a recommendation. Based on the haircut we did today, I'm going to need to revisit this in five weeks. Based on the haircut we did today, I'm going to need to revisit this in four weeks. Not four to six, not six to eight, not eight to 12, not one month to 12 months because that's what you're going to end up with. You're losing visits. You want to give them a specific time frame of when they need to be back in the salon. That's a huge one. So those are some tools to use for rebooking. So quick recap. And I'm going to do a part two to this because I know your brain right now is probably like, boom, 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 boom. You feel it right now. I know you do. I know you feel it. I can hear your brain screaming. Okay, I got too much information right now, man. Let me off, man. I feel it. I hear you. Trust me. I'm an artist. I just wanted to cut hair. I didn't want any part of this stuff. I didn't want to have to learn math. That's why I almost flunked out of school. I barely graduated. I didn't want nothing to do with math. And now I got to do adding and subtracting and I got to move decimal points and shit like that. I don't want to do any of that stuff. But why do I do it? Because I'm a professional. I'm a business owner and so are you. And that's why. But I'm going to do a part two to this. So we're going to kind of wrap up there. I'm going to do a quick recap. So let's see where did we start. We started with your client count, your guest count for the quarter, three month period. How many did you have? Total number. Second tier to the client count how many of those were new you're looking for 20 percent new 20 percent new growth third tier to that how many of those new were new requesting to come see you specifically that's your client column track those numbers the next column was volume service volume total take-home volume total total volume and the ratio that you're looking for is 80 percent of your revenue to be produced from service at least, and 20% of that revenue to be produced from retail or take-home products, your calling card in their shower, your calling card sitting on their counter in their bathroom, your guarantee that they're going to protect their investment, their hair color, their cut, and have a fighting chance to replicate what you did in the salon, and they'll be using the right products, professionally recommended products from you. So you want to know what that number is. 80-20 is what we're going for, 80-20 on the volume. And last but not least, one that goes, it's, it gets kind of glazed over, right? We all know we should rebook, but I've seen it happen. I've stood at the front of salons and watched people walk out the door. And, you, and I'm like coaching this salon. I'm like looking at one of the stylists and they do it. I see it. Oh, do you want to set your next one up? No, I'll call. Okay. And that's it. 
Come on, guys. We can do better than that as professionals. So rebooking. You're looking for 80%. Remember, there's a natural drop-off to that 80%. But you're looking for 80% of those to be rebooked. And on a specific week, give them the day and the time, not a window so they can jump out of the, the process. So hopefully you guys will take this. Hopefully you'll run with it. Put this stuff into action. It's third quarter. We're coming to a close it's time to do a little checkup on the state of the union, the state of your business. Where are things at right now? I'm fired up about this. I love doing a quarterly review. I sit down with each and every one of my team members, you know, and that's some of the most you know impactful time that we have together, that one-on-one time to really look at their business. Where are we going to go? Then once you get this data, you can start setting targets, increases. Okay, I want to increase this number by 10% the next quarter. I want to increase this number by 5% the next quarter. I want to increase this number. And it could be a percentage or it could be an actual. Say you had 240 guests. If you don't like percentages, you don't want to do 10%. You don't know what that is. Just do a number. So I had 240 guests this quarter. I want to get the 250 by the next quarter. And that's when you're playing the long game and you're actually playing the game of business. So hopefully this helps you out guys. And I will be doing a part 2 on another YFYI coming to you guys real soon. So make sure if you like this podcast, share it with somebody, you know, give a little thumbs up, give a heart, leave a review. If you guys do leave a review on the podcast in the podcast app or wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it on the website, takes about 24 hours. Once that review gets posted, then you'll get some YFYI swag. You want to get a little YFYI, I heart YFYI t-shirt. You want to get a little YFYI t-shirt. You're going to get one free limited edition. I don't sell these. I had some for sale, but I'm pretty sure we took those down because we got these reserved for people that review the podcast because that helps the podcast get identified by anyone that's out there in the beauty industry looking to get a little checkup from the neck up. So I'd appreciate it if you guys would leave a review, pass this podcast on, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, share it with a colleague, share it with whoever you think might enjoy getting down with the YFYI movement we got going on. And it really is a movement, guys. A movement coming through me made possible by you. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy getting on the mic, rapping with you guys, helping you guys build your business, spreading the YFYI culture all over the world. That's what we're going to do. So thanks for listening to the YFYI podcast. If you haven't gotten your copy of YFYI the book, I don't know what you're waiting for. And you can do that pretty easily. You just go to yourfirstyearin.com. I've also got some webinars that I'm going to start doing probably on a regular basis. I'm thinking like monthly. Just did a killer one on creating the resume of the future. It's on fire. You need to check that out. Hit me up if you don't know where to find it. You'll probably see it on my Facebook page. So that's a tool. Even if you already got a gig, you may need to get another gig or upgrade your gig. And when it's time, you want to know how to build a resume of the future so you can stand out. So that's available. I'll have more webinars coming out. More podcasts coming out. Also, a little plug for the Sunny D Audio Mashup Podcast, a new podcast that I started, which is just kind of daily happenings on the fly. Not as polished, not as produced as this one where I get on this professional sounding microphone. But that's just a real on the go kind of deal. So check that out. Anything I can do, hit me up. You know where to find me. Sunny D 1.0 on Instagram. Hit me on Snapchat. Let me know what's going on in your world. And I'll talk to you guys on the next YFYI podcast. 
And remember, guys, this is a podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you'll be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. I took a quarter water, sold it in bottles for two bucks The Coca-Cola came and bought it for beans What the fuck? Have a baby by me, baby Be a millionaire, I write the check before the baby comes Who the fuck cares? I'm stanky rich I'ma die trying to spin this shit Southside's up in this bitch Yeah, I smell like the boat I used to sell dope I did play the block